0: The following has been recorded at Cairn University. Any reproduction of this recording without the express permission of the university is prohibited.
1: Good morning. In 1 Corinthians 14, when Paul is writing about various kinds of gifts, he says some things about the use of tongues and oftentimes we can get so sidetracked in terms of what it is that he is addressing, but I want to read a portion of it because I think it has a very, very great relevance to what we're going to be doing today. Starting with verse 13, he says this, Therefore, one who speaks in a tongue should pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. What am I to do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will pray with my mind also. I will sing praise with my spirit, but I will sing with my mind also. Otherwise, if you give thanks with your spirit, how can anyone in the position of an outsider say amen to your thanksgiving when he does not know what you are saying. For you may be giving thanks well enough, but the other person is not being built up. Paul was concerned about intelligibility. When we think about thanksgiving to God, of course we think about how that is right and proper because he is the giver of all that we enjoy. He is our creator, he is our Lord. There is certainly a vertical dimension to thanksgiving, but here Paul is also noting that there is a horizontal dimension to thanksgiving. He's concerned that people are able to understand the thanks that individuals are giving to God so that they might be built up. There is an edification that God intends as we listen to others giving thanks to God. And that is our desire today. It has become something of a tradition for the last several years that the members of the School of Divinity have been asked to uh, lead this chapel and to do so by just sharing publicly with you what it is that we are particularly grateful to God for. And so you will be hearing from several of us concerning that, and it is our desire, and it is our hope that not only will be, God be glorified, but that you will be built up, perhaps stimulated to consider about what it is that you should be giving thanks to God for as well. So the members of the faculty, beginning with Dr. Snicker, are going to come There's not going to be any introductions in between, but um, we we offer this time to the Lord and ask that he would be pleased and that we would be deeper rooted in our faith as a result of our time spent. So I'll ask Dr. Snitker to come.
2: last week uh, we were many of us were away in Denver at a conference and I had a particular experience that made me thankful for my hardest teachers when I was an undergrad at Cairn Uh, so we were at this conference and um, often had a chance to give papers and this sort of thing but I had a different experience last week there was a panel discussion to critique a book that I wrote and published last year and it was um, something I've been nervous about all year and some uh, a couple of uh, pretty well-known evangelicals basically um, told everyone what was wrong with my book for uh, about a half hour eight, and then we got to discuss um, back and forth this uh, event. So it was uh, quite an honor, and um, Dr. Plummer took a picture of it, if you uh, take a look at his tweet. But I was reflecting um, just even right afterward that I had some pretty hard teachers when I was at Cairn, and I was not an especially good student. Um, but, some of my hardest teachers are ones I was not grateful for as a student. But I came to be grateful later, even much later, as late as last week. One of my um, teachers at Cairn, they didn't want a paper first, you just had to turn in one page explaining what you were going to do on your paper, and then you could write a paper. My teacher wrote one word on my one-page um, idea, and that was, so? question mark (laughs) I was a a little bit taken back Um, it wasn't overly polite I didn't I don't think I started learning my lesson though until I was in seminary and I was sitting at the lunch table with a a bunch of guys and we were all complaining about our teachers that don't get it and the papers we had to write and the exams and the whole thing and a really old student I mean he was really old he was 33 he stopped (laughs) And he um, saw us complaining. And he said, I don't know what's wrong with you guys. Don't you get it? You get to go to class each day with people that have been doing this for decades. They're experts. You get to write papers. They're going to read them and give you feedback. Someday you're going to wish you were back here in school being able to do this and to write a paper like that. We were all really quiet. because we recognized that this really old student had some wisdom that he had given us. And I know for me, that was a, um, almost a turning point moment in my life as a student where I began to um, shift my thinking and realize that the teachers that were picking on us were really helping us and we might not get an opportunity to be with an expert like that again and have that kind of feedback on our work. Well, in any case, Um, Here's um, three verses from a a proverb, the end of Proverbs 15, and this sort of captures uh, my gratitude for my hardest teachers when I was in college um, because certainly uh, I wouldn't have gone on to seminary or anything else without that. The sage says, whoever heeds life-giving correction will be at home among the wise. Those who disregard discipline despise themselves, but the one who heeds correction gains understanding. Wisdom's instruction is to fear the Lord, and humility comes before honor. Thank you.
0: good morning and happy almost Thanksgiving I'm dr. Brian Morawski. first Thessalonians 5:18 says give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you I have only about five minutes with you and after reflecting on my good good God I decided to try to narrow down all the things I'm grateful for to a list of just 12 So I'm going to model this on the uh, 12 days of Christmas. I will not sing it for you, but I'm going to start with number 12. I am grateful for 12 weeks of classes this semester so far. I have had the time of my life. I don't know about you, uh, but what a joy it is to get up in the morning and teach God's word to students. I have come to work with a smile on my face each day. I have left with a smile on my face each day, and I thank God for that. Eleven, I thank the Lord for 11 members of the Divinity faculty, not including myself. I, I'm hoping I counted those correctly, but if not, I needed that to hit 11 um, for my list, so. But I'm, I'm really grateful for the men that I have the privilege of calling colleagues uh, that I get to work with. Ten, I am grateful for 10 excellent books that have stood above the rest that I've read this far, uh, this far this year. And I've read more than 10, but these are the 10 cream of the crops. Um, Number one, A Theology of Biblical Counseling by Heath Lambert. Two, Understanding Prophecy by Bandy and Merkel. Three, Bully Pulpit by Michael Kruger. Four, Typology by James Hamilton, Jr. Five, and six, You're Only Human and A Little Book for New Theologians by Kelly Capick. Seven, An Old Testament Theology by Bruce Waltke. Eight, Daniel by Joe Sprinkle. Nine, Biblical Theology According to the Apostles by Bruno Compton and our very own Kevin McFadden. And 10, Old Testament use of Old Testament by Gary Snicker yes I indeed read cover to cover all 1104 pages of it and it was great number nine I thank the Lord for nine years as a youth and young adult pastor I believe that God in the past has prepared me well to minister and educate college students today eight I thank the Lord for eight years as a student at Cairn University I spent four years working on my bachelors of Bible here with an emphasis in youth ministry and then another four years working on my MDiv and those were eight great years I do not regret a single one of them I hope that you don't either number seven my house in Levittown is the seventh house I've lived in thus far in my life I am grateful for God's providence in moving my family here and I'm grateful for God helping to sell our house in Michigan so I don't have to keep paying two mortgages over and over again six I counted there are six professors who still teach here that I had as a student. Gary Snicker, Matt Michalak, Don Cheney, Bill Cruson, Tom Allen, and Brian Taves. Students, be nice to your professors today because they might be your colleagues tomorrow. <laughs> Number five, I am grateful for the five Cairn University undergraduate classes that I get to teach. Life and Calling, Narrative of Redemption, Introduction to Christian Theology, Introduction to Christian Theology, the Honors one, and Gospels. I'm really grateful for my students. Four, I'm grateful for my four kids, Chelsea, Nathan, Micah, and Adam. Every day they make life more interesting. Also, they are home alone right now because my wife and I are both at work and they're on fall break, so pray for them. They're probably playing like Lord of the Flies or something like that, I don't know. (laughs) Number three, I am grateful for three hot dates with my wife to fancy restaurants this year. I went on many more dates with my wife, but there were three times I took her to fine dining because I love her and I love food. And number number two, I'm grateful, so grateful for two godly parents who encouraged me to go to Bible college. Uh, I started, uh, they started supporting me in high school as I was growing in my faith, and they encouraged me to pursue ministry. They modeled godliness for me, they discipled me, and I'm so grateful for their influence in my life and number one, my one and only Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who has given me far more than I deserve. So to summarize, 12 weeks of classes, 11 faculty members, 10 excellent books, nine years of youth ministry, eight years as a student, seven houses I've lived in, six teacher colleagues, five Karen University undergraduate classes, four crazy kids, three hot dates, two godly parents, and my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, thank you.
3: I'm Matt Mikolak, and Brian and I didn't talk, but I also, I, I also had a template for mine based on a Christmas song. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. <laughs> Not really, it's good, it's good, isn't it, to praise the Lord, and the Psalms tell us that, and to make music to his name, proclaiming his love in the morning and his faithfulness at night, and I'm so thankful to the Lord. For so many things, I had to pick out just a few, and I wanted, first of all, just to thank the Lord for my salvation. The Lord grabbed a hold of my life and completely changed everything for me, and now as I look back, I can see even more how he impacted my life, and now generations, my children, my grandchildren, and I'm so thankful to the Lord, and I have no reason to understand why he ever came into my life and opened my eyes to see him. But I will forever be thankful and I will forever praise his name for his goodness to me. And I'm so thankful also for a godly wife. My wife Michelle has been my partner in ministry and even this week, just the things that we got to do together, I said it doesn't even matter what we do, it's just so nice to be with you. And I'm so thankful for that. The Lord has given us three godly sons, and as John said, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth, and that's so true for us. Our three sons all are in ministry, and they have three godly wives, and best of all, they've each given me two grandchildren. So someone warned me about being a grandfather, and now I'm pop-pop, and I, I had to bring some pictures. I hope you don't mind. So my grandkids have taught me so much. What I never expected was how much I would, I knew I would love them, but I just had no idea, but how much they teach me, and each one of them so unique and so gifted, I can see God's fingerprints all over them, and the challenges that they bring, you know, being a parent, you worry about your kids, but I think it's even harder with grandkids because I can't even do anything about it and Wilbur, our our very special grandson, was born with Down syndrome, with a cataract on his eye, with a heart defect, and the Lord has used him in such a way in our lives, and all of my grandchildren, to teach us so much about his faithfulness, and his goodness, and C.S. Lewis said this once. He said, we ought to give thanks for all fortune. If it's good, we give thanks because it's good if it's bad, because it works in us, patience, humility, contempt of this world, and the hope of our eternal country. And James told us that, didn't he? Consider it all joy, he said. Paul said that, give God the glory in our sufferings. And I've thought this year a lot about the difficult things in our family, uh, the joys of my grandchildren, but also the challenges, some physical and painful challenges in my own life, and I really truly can thank the Lord for all of them because we can give thanks even in the hard times, can't we? Because we know God's doing a work in us if we allow him to do that, and I'm very thankful for that. I'm thankful for the testimony of my very close friend, my colleague, and someone that I love dearly, Mr. Allen, as he has gone through the trial of his life since the summertime and has suffered so much I'm so thankful for his testimony, his faith in the Lord, and I covet your prayers as you join me to pray for Mr. Allen and his full recovery. Thank you.
4: Well, good morning, it is very nice to be with you all today. I am thankful for many things, but today I'll focus on just one main thing, and that is the existence of this institution. And I want to explain that in three forms, and I'll go through each one of them. Uh, If you did not know the history of this institution, this next year marks 110 years of God's faithfulness at Cairn University. So, and here we are, Cairn, still moving forward with God's faithfulness and the mission here at the university. The first thing I want to share with you uh, about God's faithfulness to this institution is with the faculty and staff. I've been part of the Cairn community for many years because I was a student here but many of the professors that taught me are still here today and some of them are even here this morning so i thank god for them for their influence in my faith and learning and it influenced me so much uh, that's one of the reasons why i came back here uh, to serve alongside of them at cairn university um we should thank the lord for them and for the staff as well the faculty and the staff the second form of uh, god's faithfulness here at Cairn university is with the leadership you may not know that behind the scenes there's a board of trustees here and they work tirelessly they they meet regularly and they plan for our future for our mission for how we can continue with Uh, God's work here at the university. Many of them are behind the scenes, but one of them is not, and that's that's our own president here at the university. So uh, I'm so thankful to the Lord for our leadership, for our administration, and for our own president here. And finally, I am thankful for you as students. Now you're students, now you're in the thick of it, but not many years from now, you will join the thousands and thousands of Cairn alum. And you'll bring with you, not just your degrees and diplomas, but you'll bring with you Cairn itself. And you will be able to be a testimony of God's faithfulness in your life, to your own families, to your own children, even in your churches and in your places of work, to the next generation. My own grandfather went to Cairn University when it was back in uh, the downtown campus in the 1950s, and he instilled in me a, not just a love for God, but a reliance upon him and how he's been faithful to this institution, and that's why he came to Cairn so many years ago, because he knew that Cairn was a place that demonstrated God's faithfulness and has stood firm in the truth for so long. And you can trust that God will continue to be faithful throughout the years in Cairn University long into the future because he's done so in the past. So please join me in thanking God for his faithfulness to Cairn University, not just with his faculty and staff and with the leadership but also for you guys as students. So God bless you all, and may you all have a happy Thanksgiving.
5: I'm Dr. Greg Parker. I'm a new member of the School of Divinity. I think the last time I was on this stage was actually uh, during the male pageant in 2013, um, the mangent, if you will. Um, I did not win it; my roommate won it. Uh, so that's that's my claim to fame is that I know the winner. But um, this verse has been uh, really significant for me this past year, Psalm 73:28. Uh, but for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the Lord God my refuge, that I may tell of all your works and so I want to tell about his works this morning. By all accounts, uh, the previous 3 years, 2018-2021, were the most difficult years of my life. Uh, in the idiom of scripture, God took my life away. This past year has been one of healing, growth and gifting, or in the idiom of scripture, this past year God has given me my life back. In God's giving and taking, uh, my friends and I have taken to this phrase Uh, God just gives and gives. Death, sin, and sorrow remain, but God just gives and gives. Uh, There are three things that I want to thank God for gifting me this year. The first is friendship. Uh, In Augustine's Confessions, he introduces human friendship to us as an oasis uh, of beauty, love, and goodness in a miserable world, Uh, an unpromised kindness of God. According to Augustine, friendship has kind of two orientations or directions Uh, I'm I'm glad you're enjoying this Dan Uh, it can be misused toward the end of misery Uh, we see this in his account of the pears but can also be used to toward the end of enjoying God and this year I'm I'm thankful for friends that have uh, been a balm for my misery and helped me to enjoy uh, God and cultivated in me an adoration for the Lord so God just gives and gives this year, uh, like many of my colleagues, I'm also thankful for Cairn, both as an institution. Uh, thanks for hiring me. Uh, but also the organism of the university. Uh, I've really been blessed by the gift of fellow faculty members, uh, the stimulation of their intellects and the warmth of their uh, fellowship and friendship. I've also been blessed by the gift of, of teaching. Uh, very much like, like Brian, there's not a single day that I don't show up to campus smiling, and uh, there are very few days where I leave not smiling. Uh, but foremost, though, in the organism of Karen, I, I'm really thankful for you guys, uh, you, you students. Uh, you each in various ways have brought me a lot of joy this, this past year, and I'm really thankful for that. God just gives and gives. Uh, finally, I'm also thankful for the local church, uh, like many of you, especially freshmen. I'm new to the area, and this has led me on the, the steady Sunday plodding of searching for a local church. Uh, a promised kindness of God. The local church Uh, in the depths of my misery uh, those three years the ordinary ministry of the local church was was an unabating goodness Uh, so throughout my life the church has been a perpetual gift to me and I'm grateful for the continued activity of Christ in his church and that he will continue that ministry until he is all in all now more than ever I am thankful for the ordinary ways that God heals grows and gifts his people in the preaching of the word the administration of the sacraments and even in the allotting of church discipline. This year, God has given to me abundantly in friendship, caring, and the church. God just gives and gives, and for that, I am thankful.
1: I'm Dr. Keith Plummer. And I went on this trip to Denver that uh, Dr. Snitker mentioned. And part of preparing for that trip is going through this very thick bulletin that lists day by day all of the sessions that are going to be offered. And what I like to do is I go through it, and I highlight all the ones that I Want to attend, and oftentimes there's conflict and schedule and so forth. Um, but as I do that, it is not uncommon that I become depressed. Not only because I know that I can't go to everything that I want to, but because it just really overwhelms me with how much I don't know. As I read the titles of the presentations that others are doing in the fields of systematic theology, New Testament, Old Testament theology, historical theology, practical theology, and so forth, it can become very overwhelming with a sense of, man, I just really don't know a whole lot. But as I did that this time, it made me grateful for the body because God doesn't intend for any one of us to know it all. I was struck with how much I need other members of the body. I was struck with God's design and purpose for the church universal. But I was also struck with how what I was experiencing as I looked through all of this is, on a large scale, what I experience and what I need in the microcosm of Cairn. And so what I am thankful for, among other things, are the people that you heard from, as well as those who couldn't be with us. In my time in what I'll call big boy work, um, not including the, the work that I did when I was a teen and so forth, but um, there have been two major positions that I've held. 18 years in the pastorate, 12 years so far here. And while in the pastorate, there were certainly some difficult times. I have to say, in retrospect, overall, I have been immeasurably and undeservedly blessed by, living, by working in contexts with people that I really enjoyed working with in contexts that were void of competition and uh, clamoring with one another. Again, there were difficulties. It wasn't idyllic. But when I think about 30 years, the portion of that that was marked by the negative is relatively small. I'm grateful for the faculty members and the staff of the School of Divinity because They possess gifts, experiences, expertise that I just don't have. And I benefit from my interaction with them on a daily basis. Whether it be in the context of a school meeting or just casual conversation in the hall. I am so grateful to God for assembling the team that he has here and for the benefit that I derive from it. Not only intellectually, but also spiritually. Because I get to see their examples. I get to see their seeking to be faithful to Christ in the course of their work and ministry here, in the course of their struggles and lives with their families and elsewhere. And it is a great, great benefit to me. I'm grateful to Mrs. Lori Hanslick, our academic assistant, who is kind of like my brains. Um, I am grateful to her for her organizational skills, for her ability to keep before me the things that uh, sometimes escape my notice, but I'm also grateful for her love for the Lord, her love for missions, and her commitment to you. She really does care about the students of Cairn. And I'm also grateful for our student workers, Hannah Conger, Carolyn Master, and for our graduate assistant, Kimberly Ellis. Others have mentioned this uh, already, but it is, it's true. Coming to work here with the people that I get to work with is a joy. And it is not something that should be taken for granted. And as I said, it's not something that anyone can lay claim to and say, I have this coming to me. So I am grateful that in God's providence and in his goodness, he has placed me in a situation with brothers and sisters who love him, from whom I can learn, and from whom I can sometimes raucously laugh and at other times weep because we're committed to one another. And so it is a great joy for which I am immensely thankful to be able to serve the Lord with them and with you.